Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. The frame for this session is ask us, really, not me, us anything. Um, myself, Ad, Matt, um, what questions have you got about anything, either business or non-business related? Um, really, people tend to use these sessions as an opportunity to ask questions that maybe wouldn't fit in the main mastermind intensive structure. Debbie can kick us off. Okay. You need The rules are you need to have a microphone because we're recording. Oh, do I? Yeah. Can you catch? So, out of your whole career, yeah. I know you've been with Tony Robbins since you were 10 years old. 12, what is yeah. the absolute highest, highest point? Absolute highest point absolute highest. of my career. Um, probably only because it was, um, we were talking about this at dinner actually. Um, because it was like, it kind of felt like the comeback was complete, if that makes sense, um, from the unfortunate experience I had with losing the business. Um, when I introduced Gary Vaynerchuk on stage at the first Expert Empires event in 2017, by the way, um, those of you that are in Mastermind now, if you want to have a laugh, go and... Uh, log into the vault and find the video footage of me introducing Gary Vee on stage, I basically lose my shit completely. <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to be cool, calm and collected. I'm just... It, no, but I, I, honestly, what that is, because um, I don't think people probably understand, it's like nearly two years of built-up frustration, pain, emotion passion, all of it coming out in like 30 seconds. Um, I basically just lost my shit completely and shouted very loudly. And, but, you know, at that moment, like then walking off stage and seeing like, like I said, it felt like the comeback was complete. Like seeing what I'd built, we'd created, um, I then basically went and sat at the side and just cried. So that was, yeah, that was a pretty special moment. And there's been loads, loads since. Um, but because of what that meant, it's probably the, the, the main one. That's an amazing answer. Thank you. Thanks. Where do you see yourself in five years and are you on track to be there? <laughs> um, where do I see myself in five years? Um, so as you all know, because we've been talking about it at length at the Mastermind Intensive, the vision for the companies is fairly clear, um, at least up until the end of 2024. Uh, beyond that, um, I've got some ideas of where I'd like to go next, but there isn't anything documented, committed to. Um, and the reason for that is I toyed with the idea of creating the 2025, six, seven version of the mission um, but what I concluded was that if I was to create that now and publish it now, the team might feel like we're we're never done. Like 
we're moving the goalposts. I want them to feel that feeling of we've reached the goal, we've you know won the game, if you like, and now we can go what's next, rather than it constantly be, there's always something being tagged on. Um, so we don't have clearly defined mission beyond the end of 2024, although I've started to um, have some thoughts around what that might look like. Um, but where I see myself in five years, that I don't see... Um, I don't see any significant changes to like our core business. Like I still think we'll be running, well, I know we'll still be running Expert Empires events a couple of times a year. I'm committed to doing that for at least the next five years. So those who are at, that, at the last event will know that, you know, we have a significant number of people now that have purchased five year. Has anyone purchased five year pass here? You should. Um, so we've got a significant number of people that have purchased five year passes to Expert Empires. So I am committed to, um, at least running expert empires up till what's that end of 27 um at the minimum um and i don't see us um changing core business model um much i i see myself in five years probably doing less um delivery less being um the the thing that i'm working on a lot at the moment is my role which currently you could kind of call player coach. So I'm half the time the CEO of the company and operating and leading the team. And the other half the time, I'm in either marketing or sales or delivery of our products and services. And so I see in the next five years, me reducing my player role. So less focus on me delivering marketing and sales and the products and services we offer and more me being the CEO and leading the company because that's the bit um, that's actually the bit that excites me more probably because I've done less of it um, and I've been in marketing sales and delivery mode for well nearly 14 years now so yeah that's where I see myself in five years it's weird because like five years to me is a long time it's interesting to some people five years is nothing but to me it's a long time for me a year is a long time I think three months is a long time. It's why I never book holidays in advance, much to my wife's frustration. So I, I'm, I'm very much naturally a short-term thinker. Um, but, you know, five years, I mean, it's scary. My son, who's 13, he'll be 18. That's mad for me to think of that. Um, my youngest will be 14. I go like, our, our lifestyle, our lives will probably be different on a personal level because of the kids growing up, really. So, yeah. Would I bring them into the business? Only if they wanted to. So like, I won't be forcing them. We were talking about this at dinner, weren't we, about university. I won't be forcing my kids to go into university. I equally will support them fully if they choose to do that. I want them to do what they want to do. I don't want them to do something just because I think it's a good idea or because I want them to. Um, but if they uh, choose to go to university, they'll do so with my blessing. If they choose to start a business, they'll do so with my blessing. If they want to come into the company, they'll do so with my blessing. Um, we'll we'll see. Nothing. What about if they want to do nothing? <laughs> well, they, they can do nothing if they want. There are consequences to every decision. Like, as in, you can do nothing and ultimately 
you do need to find a way to support the lifestyle you want to have. You can't, like, my youngest, he's nine, remember. He thinks his first car is going to be a Lamborghini. Like, <laughs> now, yeah, of course. Now, you can't do nothing and have your first car be a Lamborghini. Certainly not. My son can't because I won't be funding it. Um, I think they need to learn the true value of hard work and earning their own living. So, yeah, whilst I'm happy to support as best I can, they'll be self-sufficient. Good question. Who's next? Didn't we have we had some questions here on this table? Yeah, I've probably done from the first question, really. You can you grab the microphone so we can oh, hear well? And then we'll go Anthony next, if that's all right. Um, I'm learning a lot moment about vulnerability. Mm. And it's a big thing in my life, like, didn't even know it existed until about a year ago. Take it, might be a client. Um, where are yours? Where are you most vulnerable? Where do you feel most vulnerable? And does it affect your working day-to-day -day life? Yeah, I think, first of all, we've got to define vulnerability. So I think the way you're asking the question um, is where are you weak or where are you exposed or where are your weaknesses, where are you vulnerable? For me, vulnerability is actually a, your biggest asset. You all right, mate? <laughs> I, th I, thought, I thought we were going to lose you for a second. Vulnerability, look, it's him. <laughs> My vulnerability is that Ad could croak it at any minute. At any moment in time. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think vulnerability, um, in the sense of the word as I understand it and believe it to be, um, is like my greatest asset. I think being vulnerable and um, open and sharing my um, concerns, my fears with the people who are closest to me, the team, my family, I think that's my greatest asset because only when you do that can you really build a culture of trust because when we don't share those vulnerabilities, we're essentially just putting up a barrier and unconsciously you can sense when somebody's putting up a barrier. So I think vulnerability is a great thing. Now, if the question is, where am I, where are we most weak, vulnerable, where could our business um, be threatened, um, then... Okay, yeah. Which yeah. I mean, look, the, the, we, we do the strategic thinking process that we've done the last two days. We do it every quarter and ask ourselves a bunch of questions about what are our biggest weaknesses and what are our biggest threats. And so those things expose any vulnerabilities that we might have as a business. Um, I'd say actually our biggest vulnerability as a business, and it's less of an issue compared to what it used to be, is still probably the two places which are um, in the Expert Empires business, me, and in the Elite Closing Academy, Matt, because essentially we are still what people are buying. Um, but the reason I said it's less of an issue compared to what it used to be is that I now have people in the team who are capable of delivering in the event that I couldn't, which we did not have five years ago. So um, we've certainly 
reduced that vulnerability, but we haven't eliminated it completely. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. I got a question. Grab the microphone and you may oh, ask it. No, there is a. Okay, let me see it. Uh, in the sense of uh, somebody else who's also had to start again, yep. in the sense of failure of a business, uh, what advice would you give? Restarting back up again? Yeah, so um, if someone has had a business which hasn't worked out, they're starting up again, um, the first thing I'd say is you are better equipped now than you were first time around because you've got all of the lessons. You know what worked previously. You know what didn't work previously. So you get to, if you choose to, you get to take those lessons and apply them now as you start again there's a reason why it took me seven six seven years to get my first business to seven figures in annual revenue and only two and a half years in my second business there's a reason and it's because i learned from the mistakes that i made first time round, and i was able to lean on the things that did work first time round. Um, so my advice would be like, don't, I think the temptation when you have a negative experience in your business, especially in the, like yours, where it was a, a failed business venture in the past is we try and like ignore it or, you know, lock it away and never look at it. And I actually don't think that's very smart. I think there's, there, there are valuable lessons in those experiences if you choose to see them. So I'd, I'd really analyze using the strategic thinking process that we've given you here, I'd really analyse what worked, what didn't work, what lessons you could learn, um, you know, what relationships you built in that first business that you could utilise and leverage now. There's a lot of good stuff. Just because it didn't work ultimately doesn't mean there wasn't some good stuff in there. Out of all the people you met, like Gary V, Grant Cardone, do you keep in touch with these people? Yeah, so um, some yes... Some no, some a little bit, really. So um, I think, funnily enough, um, the one person I've probably maintained most connection with of a, you know, of our celebrity headline speakers, funnily enough, is probably Grant Cardone, which which is I think surprises a lot of people because he is, let's face it, you know, he's got this huge personality and a lot of bravado and millions of followers and all that stuff. But actually, you know what? He's got a lot of time for people, a lot of time. And, and I don't think that people realise that. So, you know, we had him come over and speak at our event in 2018. And since then, um, whenever, uh, like, we've been at the same events or, um, or we've, like, for example, uh, remember when Clubhouse was a thing? It's kind of died off a little bit. But, you know, whenever we um, like we were in the same clubhouse room, he would always DM me and like, he doesn't have to do that really. But he's actually a really nice guy. I got a lot of time for him. Absolute nutter, but really nice guy and really cares about people actually, which I don't think you see. You see what he is on social media and think he's just, uh, you know, he's just all about the money and um, chasing, you know, being a billionaire or whatever. But actually there's a lot more to him than that. It's a really nice guy, I've got a lot of time for him. Hey, real quick, if you've been listening to the Empire Builders podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I do not run ads. 
on this podcast. And what you should also know about me is that I only partner with companies who I absolutely 100% believe in. And so I'm making an exception because of my partnership and my loyalty to Keep. So since 2010, I've been using Keep, which was previously known as Infusionsoft, to automate all the sales and marketing in my business, deliver world-class experience to my clients, run e-commerce reports, manage affiliates, partners, and loads more. I really believe that Keep is the best CRM on the planet for small businesses, for entrepreneurs that are building their empire. Many of my guests on this podcast use it, and pretty much all of my closest friends in the industry also use it. That should speak volumes. So uh, Infusionsoft recently rebranded to keep K-E-A-P and what they've also done is brilliantly made it even more affordable, even more usable for businesses that are at different stages of their journey. So go and get a free demo. All you need to do is go to keep.com, that's K-E-A-P, keep.com forward slash empire builders. And by using that link, I've negotiated the best possible deal for Empire Builders subscribers. So go to keep.com forward slash Empire Builders. You get a free demo, and when you go through that unique link, it means you'll get the best possible deal because you're a subscriber of this podcast. So let's get back to the show. Jim? One actually for your team. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. Um, What's it like actually working for a driven entrepreneur? They're going, I don't know. <laughs> I'll narrow it down. Um, there was a moment a minute ago when Nick spoke about we develop people, whether that's in the company, in the team, and I can like be well. I can vouch for that statement for a number of reasons without going into too much detail. Before I joined this company, I had absolutely no idea where I was going, what I was doing, played professional ice hockey at a very high level. And when I lost that, combined with a lot of family things that were going on at the time, I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And then I found this place and literally have not looked back. Um, To say we develop people is an understatement. I've literally, in the last three years, not only developed for me personally, my family's developed. My mom's been in the mastermind. Um, I've seen her blossom through it. I've found the love of my life, got a little baby on the way, got a couple of properties, all in the space of three years. And before I joined... I was lost and I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to do now that I've lost the one thing that I thought was my everything. Um, And to find a purpose again, serving people, connecting them to the results that they're looking for with the businesses and developing as well. Um, Not only do I feel like I found my purpose again, I'm also like feeling so many more benefits outside of what happens here with a family on the way, properties, like lifestyles improved, doing the things that I always visioned that I would be able to do. So, um, and to get back to where the question came from, 
Nick has created that for me and a lot of us within the team. Um, and yeah, I think to say that he sets the bar as an example and he always mentions the one year, no beer. And I actually remember that year and I was like, oh, I know I need to do it. I know I need to do it. And I, I did a poor job of it. <laughs> um, I did it for a month. And uh, however, what I'm getting at is he set, he set the bar for the rest of us. And we're, for me personally, doing our best to follow in the footsteps for the example that he's setting. And by doing that, everything else is blossoming. My personal life, my family life, the family members around me. Um, yeah, hope that answers the question. I remember I was very young and I, I remember seeing um, uh, a guy who wasn't that much older than me, but he was, you know, he was running his own successful business. And he was like, the best thing you'll ever do is bring people into your team. The best thing you'll ever do is employ people because it forces you to step your game up because now they're looking to you for leadership. And so like bringing other people into the team, it's, it's kind of forced me to have to up my game and forced me to have to be more disciplined because if I don't do that, how can I possibly expect anyone else to? Um, so I do think for those that don't have a team or other people in your business yet, um, it is the greatest gift. Um, whilst um, it can also be the greatest source of frustration at times, having a team of people around you is the greatest gift you'll ever have because it will actually cause you to um, certainly play a bigger game, hold yourself to higher standards and be more disciplined. Add? Yeah, check it over from there. Um, well, the question was, what was it, what's it like to work for a driven entrepreneur? Who asked the question? Jim. Jim. Um, it's hard. Um, it's hard and it's great in equal measures. I think that when you've got someone that's driven and focused on constantly achieving more, um, nothing, nothing is ever, we're never happy with where we are. Let's put it that way. As in the, the successes are short lived because the, um, the drive and the ambition that Nick's got if you don't have that same drive and ambition as a team member, you're going to get left behind. And I think, um, so it can be tough for some people, I imagine, that don't share the drive and the ambition that Nick has. I think what he's given me is to equally have that drive and ambition. You know, I've been around for 11 years this month, and I'll talk about before that tomorrow, um, but... Being around Nick and learning about personal development for the first time in my life, I never knew what that was 11 years ago. Um, and being forced to play at a much higher level is, for me, fantastic. I love it. I'm a very competitive person and I want to achieve good things in my life, both um, in business, which I ne didn't necessarily have an interest or I didn't have an interest in, period. Um, but I've always been quite ambitious. I've always been quite driven to succeed. And so I think uh, working for, working with a uh, highly driven entrepreneur 
can be great as long as you've got the same desire to succeed and achieve. And I imagine that if you don't, it can be a very tough place to be because it's always great. We've achieved this. Now let's go again. And it's like, um, that can be quite tough, I think, on some people. And also, like, not everyone in an organization is going to have that drive and ambition. People have got different profiles, they're different uh, stages of their lives, different priorities. And so um, one thing that um, I think we're, we're very good at as a company, and it's led by Nick, is that whilst we do have that drive to constantly succeed and constantly get better, we also um, are very aware of the team dynamic and how we operate around certain members of the team so that you don't get any demotivating factors because people can be doing an incredible job in their role. And, um, and if we're constantly going on about, well, we, now we need to do this, it could be quite demotivating and deflating for them. So I think for me, it, it's, it's a blessing for me to be around someone like Nick that's driven and ambitious because I feel that it aligns well with my values and, um, it could also be a tough place, you know, because I think that when you're constantly looking for more, looking for better, wanting to improve, and the, the pace that we work at as well um, doesn't suit everyone. That's what I'd say. Yeah, the, the thing that I'm working on myself most at the moment um, is actually similar to what I just said, which is I've become aware more quite recently actually like in the last probably three to six months i've become aware that my pattern is set the goal work my ass off to get to it great we've done it now what's next and what i've realized is actually that doesn't work for a lot of people because they don't at times i've had this feedback they don't feel that i appreciate or that i acknowledge the work that's gone in to achieve the result and, and that's not true. I do appreciate and acknowledge it. It's just not in my natural makeup to dwell on it for too long. I'm always looking at the next thing. And that is a weakness. That is something that um, I've had feedback on and I'm, I'm working on and trying to improve. But um, it, it's, it's happened consistently throughout, um, throughout my career where we've had an amazing win. And then I kind of, I will always acknowledge and appreciate and thank and celebrate but it don't last very long because I'm always looking at what's next. And that, I suppose it is probably my fast-paced nature, isn't, for, like, some people need to just sit with it for a while um, and really digest it, and I, I don't do that very well. I'm more, uh, great, now what? So I'm aware that I need to um, have greater awareness of, the team's needs in those situations because how I do it and how they do it is very different. And that's a blessing as well on the, on the flip side that there's no dwelling in things that don't go well either, where that can, that can keep people stuck for a very long time. Whereas we're quite, and Nick's quite quick to move on from success. We're very equally as quick to move on from, you know, failure, uh, if you want to call it that. And so, that's a huge blessing because, you know, that can keep people stuck for a very long time, dwelling down there. So, you know, great strength, greatest weakness, right? Always, yeah. Yeah, and what, what I always say is you go, you got, you got people who are, um, I think, quite common that people will uh, 
have an amazing success and then just like live in it and milk it for every penny it's worth and not move on very quickly and equally will um, you know, dwell on a failure or a setback. Um, and the truth is, um, whether you've had a massive success or a massive failure, within a couple of weeks, you'll probably have forgotten about it. So at the time, don't give too much focus and respect to the success or the failure because you will probably have forgotten about it in a couple of weeks. Um, I've learned to do that. Anthony, one final question, then we're wrapping up. So no pressure. Make it, make, wait for the microphone and make it a good one. Mine was less emotionally driven and like a success story. Go on, Anthony. Last question. What you said um, has got... So I, I understand what you said because I'm like that and... I think once I once it's gone, yeah. whether it was a win or a loss, if it was a loss, I'd, I'll say what can I learn from it. But from it's a win, it was a win that it was a win today. Then tomorrow it's just not because I said what's next, what's yeah. next to do. It's just and that's why I have trouble rec recognizing my my wins because I said, oh, you just done that, yeah, but I've done that like last month. I'm not yeah. doing anything now. Yeah, yeah, and that's the reason why we have the strategic thinking questions we have is because you're not naturally wired to look back and appreciate your your successes, your accomplishments, your achievements. And so these questions are designed to point you in the direction where you don't naturally go. That's the whole point. Um, so um, that concludes this evening's little Q&A. Hopefully you enjoyed it um, and you enjoyed dinner as well. Quick reminder, um, you have 52 minutes if you haven't already enrolled in Mastermind. Uh, so if you enroll in the next 52 minutes, you will also get a free place at one of our amazing mastermind retreats. So if you're on the fence, if you've got questions before you go ahead, myself, Matt, Ad will be around for a little while now um, to speak with you. Um, we'll start at 10 a.m. prompt tomorrow. We'll be open from 9, 9.30 um, and we'll be around as well to support you tomorrow morning. So have a great evening and see you bright and early tomorrow morning, prompt for a 10 a.m. start. Thanks very much. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.